0: What's going on everybody, it's your boy Fab, Freddy Fox, America's big brother, and we back with another episode of Saturday Night Sit Down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Fab Freddy Fox, America's big brother. And today, I got the pleasure of sitting down with Jaleel. What's going on, my man? Not
1: much, man. How you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm blessed, man. Thank you so much for coming and sitting down with me today. I really appreciate Thank it, you brother, for man. for having me. Thank you for having me. Well, listen, like I tell everybody, man, I don't know if you got a chance to hear a few episodes and stuff, but my whole my whole thing with this podcast is really trying to reach out to the young generation. You know, I've struggled, and I think many of us struggled in our way, trying to find our way into adulthood, trying to find our way into being a man and stuff like that, and... And a lot of things is, is influences when we don't have that rare, that that role model in our lives. Mm-hmm. So, by speaking with gentlemen like yourself, you know, hopefully we can give some advice, some pointers, some tips, and maybe some sort of connection that we can relate to the younger generation to help get them on the right path in growing up. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. So, um, as I always start this off, I man, my very first question, everybody, and to you is, um, what do you think are some of the main qualities and characteristics that make up a good man or, or, or a good person?
2: Mm. Um.
1: Something I think is, you know, some characteristics uh, characteristics of a good man would definitely be, you know, being able to handle your problems head on. You know, uh, you know, not deterred from things that may come up in life and um, backing into a corner and not feeling being able to feeling like you can't handle a situation. Um, there's no situation that can't be handled. And as a man, I think being able to step up to the plate and you know just handle that as best as you can. You know, you you may have to reach out for people for help or. or Ask the questions, but you know, you you as a man can can take things into your own hand and get the job done. So I think you know handling your problems, uh, you know setting setting goals for yourself and holding yourself accountable. You know I think that's another thing that is uh, is uh, very big for that's something that defines a man. So those are two things that I think are very important. You know you got to be able to write things down, go for your goals, and uh, and just make it happen for yourself, man. Because ain't nobody else gonna do it for you. So you got to be able to do it yourself.
0: No, definitely, and I see, and I think one of the good points you said there too, when you said is, is asking for help. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of we went to this thing. When you mean like being a man means you have to do everything on your own, and, um, and and it's not necessarily the case. You like you said, you got to be willing to go out there and take the hits, take the punches, and go out mm-hmm. there and you know stand up to all the problems that come and face, but. There's nothing wrong with asking somebody for help. Very true. Everybody struggles. Everybody's going through something. Not mm-hmm. everybody's life is perfect, right. you know, and, and, and it's, I think it takes a real man to know when it's like, listen, I need some help and you know, I need some help in accomplishing this problem, like facing this head on. Um, and as men, we should all really join together, you know, and I, I see a lot of people kind of like sitting back and watch, watching their fellow brothers fail, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, and just like into laugh or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like poke fun, uh. Or whatever, when they should just stand there with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's um, uh, one of those things is that somebody said is, a man will never forget somebody who helped him when he was at his lowest. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you're really at your lowest, and somebody's there to back you up and say, "What's up?" man, "I got you," and help you out, that that's a bond that 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 carries on for life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Very true. Very true. Um, so. Also, and in, in parts, like I said, being a good man again a good person, like of course, having those qualities and stuff like that, but also having strong morals in their mm-hmm. life. So what are some of your strongest morals or some morals that you carry on yourself day to day? Um, respect, man. Having respect for everybody, no matter what. Not
1: feeling like you're bigger than somebody because of mm-hmm. status or whatever it might be, man. I, I hang my hat on being a, a good person and respectful to anybody I come across. Um, I'm a genuine guy. So, you know, I, I try and show that to anybody that I might meet. So. Um, I think that's huge, you know, integrity, just being able to make the right decision when people aren't looking and, and doing the right thing because somebody's always watching, you know, mm-hmm. the man upstairs has always got his eyes on you. So, you know, I think it's very important to, you know, be uh be very, very true to yourself when when when, uh, when, when people aren't around, you never you like I said, you doing doing things like uh like um how would I put this? I want to put this the right way. Just, um, I, I mean, I guess you can just reiterate on what I was saying. It's just just being being a truthful person and, and, and honesty. You know, just like I think those are just the very th- three three things that I can say I really hang my hat on. Just being honest, respectful, and just having a having integrity, man. Because you know, I think I, uh, everything comes back. Karma is real. You know, so you gotta you gotta do the right thing in the right moments, and and just make sure you're doing your part because. If not it'll come back to you for sure it'll definitely come back
0: no definitely you know it's funny that you mentioned karma because I'm actually listening to this this audiobook um about karma um and by name is shad, Shadguru. shadguru shad guru yeah okay. yeah I'll send you the thing after this for but sure. um it is 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 he goes and explains that karma is is a lot more complex than we kind of put it out there mm. you know and a lot of people keep it like that's the simplest things like do good things and good things happen do bad things and bad things happen mm-hmm. um which is funny it's one of my favorite shows too is uh, my name is earl i don't even really have to take it down man but that show is all about karma and it's really just like he says he's just trying to do as much good things to right all the wrongs that he did in his life so it's a very beautiful message in in that show um but he says that that too is that um Everything that we do has some sort of karma involved, you know. It's just karma is the way you live life, and that's kind of like one of those things that says that everything that you do in life has a repercussion to it, you know. You and what you sell exactly. Yeah. So whatever you do, you know, that's what you're bringing onto yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's very important, like you said, it's just like honesty and integrity and respect. And um, when it comes to respect, I think that's a very big one, and I learned that from my mom too. Is that really? we're all people at the end of the day. I don't care, you know, how much money you have in the bank, you know, what you're doing at the end of the day, that box is the same. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sure. So, so who,
1: who are you once, once all that that's gone, you know what I'm saying? Like, how does that define, is that defining you as a person? Oh, Cause well, we all got to go the same way. So, you know, when that time comes, you know, what you did on this earth is going to remain. So that's the, that's the most important thing.
0: man. Oh, definitely. I remember um, for myself, man, I worked at a cable vision for like eight years. Um, and I don't know, man. I guess now I actually really do know where it comes from because when I my mom she was, she was going to night school and I know I said this story a couple of times but it carries on to me a lot for a lot of different things. But um, she was going to night school. My dad wasn't really supporting her to go or whatever reason and stuff. And um, the janitor at the school seen my mom crying one day. She kind of explained to her what was going on, and he said, "You know what." You go to class, do what you got to do, and I'll watch your kids for you while you're in class. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would just stay with the, secu- with the with the janitor and we'd go clean up and all these things and stuff. And that really taught me the ultimate respect for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because he didn't have to do that. He didn't know my mom. He didn't know me. He didn't know all of us like that. But he seen somebody struggling. They needed some help. And he just helped, you know. And that's yeah. what we should do. We see people somebody struggle, We should just help. And... um Back to working at Cablevision, one of my things too is like the, the, you know, we had a cleaning crew and I was always, I always get cool with the genders, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. of that, you know, I, yeah. I know they're people and I have yeah. to show them the same amount of respect that I show the CEO of the company and everything yeah. like that. For they sure. all play their part. Um, so it would aggravate me when I would see people um, leaving a mess in the cafeteria, just getting up and leaving. And I'm just like, really? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, and I would, if I made a mess and I'd be, I'm like, listen, can I get the broom and the mop? And I would clean up after myself, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's not their job. They're not our maids. Mm-hmm. You know, and we got to treat them with their respect. It's because they, they, they're they cleaning up. Don't make them less than anybody else. Right, right. You know what I what I'm agree. Saying? I worked in the uh, service and, you know,
1: restaurant business. And um, being a server, you know, I already have respect for people who are in, going out of their way doing something for you that you could do for yourself. I always have respect for people like that. So, like, but now, you know, working and actually seeing how it actually, how it is for servers and stuff like that, you know, go out an go extra mile and, like, you know, wipe, wipe, clean up after yourself. It's not that crazy to, to to do that, man. And people don't understand. You know, some people can be rude and nasty and like, just think that just because you know, like we were saying, status or whatever it might be, your money in your bank, you think that's gonna that it makes you better than somebody, and it has it has nothing to do with it, man. So I I definitely have respect for people like janitors and and who who take up those kind of jobs because you know people try and look down on people like that. When it, at the end of the day, you know. They doing what they got to do to handle their business, so
0: right. They doing the work, the mm-hmm. dirty work. They're doing mm-hmm. a job that nobody mm-hmm. else want to do, you mm-hmm. know. And and to that too, like my wife, we go out to eat and stuff like that. And as we finish up our food, she stocks up all the plates, nice and mm-hmm. neat, and mm-hmm. stuff. I'm so when same the server way. come, I'm the same you know, you just pick it up and, yeah. it in and leave, you know. Yeah. And, and and that's respectful, man. People see that stuff, you know. And and, and it's, it's just it's common courtesy, yeah, for sure. You know, it's common courtesy, and it all depends on you know how you're raising the people that's having mm-hmm. in your life. Very true. Um, and on that on that note too, it's about like I said, the show is really for myself. Becoming, becoming a dad has been uh, an an amazing an amazing thing, man. It's a beautiful transformation. You start to really see things a whole lot different because, I mean, it's really not about you anymore. Mm. You know, it's so much, it's so different. Like you got I people looking only up imagine. to you, I you can know. Only and, and and I keep looking over because my daughter just sent in and it was just keeping me, giving me thumbs up, and uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna bring her in a minute to do this song because she's been dying and, and and about that, she's like. So supporters man like my daughter we go out places and she she talks to everybody you mm-hmm. know that's my, my my thing with them is, as far as morals is is respect you well, know yeah. I make sure that she respects everybody yeah. you know and then she's kind and courteous and loving to everyone so she'll go out and have a conversation with anybody and mm-hmm. we'll go to the park and all these places and she's like hi you know my name is Nyla mm-hmm. and this is my daddy he's Freddie Fox he makes t-shirts and he has a <laughs> show and all that and just, just so proud yeah, you know so she fans. absolutely yeah. man, and, and it's it's such a a inspiring thing for myself to see that, you know what I mean, like how her eye lights up when I talk about my show we're doing these things and stuff, so so it's it's so important to me to have a great relationship with my kids and, and you know I mean be that that strong role model, that strong dad um, and and that's, like I said, it goes for the younger generation too, like not having that strong male role model in their life and all that stuff or trying to look elsewhere for you growing up, I mean, with your dad, what was your relationship with your dad like?
1: Oh man. My dad was the uh my dad was very strict growing up you know but I, I looking back when I understand why you know because uh you see a lot of people that you grew up with and they don't take the same path that you take and um you know they're where they're at now maybe it may not equal out to where where, where I am but you know I still like I said it's a respect thing you know you grow up with these people and but my dad, he always told me, he was like, listen, you're going you to graduate from high school and you probably never going to see some of these people again. They you, Or or um, they're going to be here 10, 12, 15 years later, they're still going to be doing the same thing. But, like, my dad, he he showed me, like, the, the importance of being a hard worker. Uh, he really... He really like. I, he kept me in sports. I was always playing sports, so he would never. I never really had a lot of free time to do anything outside of that. So it was baseball, basketball, football. I was always in it. So, um, you know, just him being there and always being there. You know, I, I was very grateful for that. Looking back on it, because you know, a lot of a lot of kids they didn't have that. You know, man, they didn't man. have a father figure that was around on a day to day basis, or somebody that was holding them accountable for the decisions and 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 things that they did. I know people used to pick on me because they knew, like my dad. Like my dad worked at the middle school that I went went to, mm. so he was like the like, and everybody was like, oh, he, you just you scare your your dad gonna do this, he gonna do that to you. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but like right, looking right. back on, it, I'm like, yeah, man. Like my dad, you know, he really really was big for me, man. I, I really appreciate everything he's done. You know, you know, we we well, older I got, we kind of butted heads a little bit, but you know, that was just the growing pains and yeah, you know, yeah. growing up. Becoming a man, young man, and everything like that, but you know, I got mad love for my father, man, and um, I appreciate everything he done. You know, like I said, uh, that's a that's a that's a very very. Strong guy to me, man. I really have a lot of respect for my dad. So,
0: no, that's a beautiful thing, man. I, I've seen, um, like recently, and uh, I with, with Tom Brady, there was a little interview, and he oh, asked something, you, see, you know, you already know where yeah, I'm going man. with that yeah, yeah, you know. That. And then he asked him who was here was, and he yeah. said, My dad, and he got so choked up, man, yeah. he couldn't even finish the question and stuff. At but Eddie. it was powerful just yeah. how he ended it, you know, yeah. just my
1: dad, like that, like for him to just be able to say that, like that was the person in his life that was his hero, like. A lot of people can't say that, you know, especially in, in our in our culture. You know, it's it's hard for a lot of young men to be able to say that their dad was somebody that they could look up to, because we know in most cases or a lot of cases that, you know, a lot of the father figures aren't around. So
0: right, right.
1: You know, I'm, I, I always say, you know, that was very, I'm very grateful that I had my dad my entire life, and you know, he's still here, and we still communicate. You know, throughout the week, he get mad because I talk to my mom a little more than him, you know, but <laughs> we always, we always uh, find a way to,
0: you know, communicate, so. No, that's a beautiful thing, too, and I understand it too, like me and my dad, we, we, um, I always had, him. I was, like I always say, man, I was blessed to have him at the house all the time, you mm-hmm. know, and um, growing up, as I always say, like, we, we didn't have, um, like, a strong, like, I guess I, I watched so much TV, man, a lot of sitcoms and stuff, so I always just, if, thought like my dad was supposed to be like an Uncle Phil, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, like like a Carl Winslow or something yeah. like that, you know, and that wasn't his style. But my dad really showed me a lot of things on how to be a man, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how to do things. He just did things and I learned off of his actions. Um, and one of the biggest things that I think I take away from that a lot of people don't know, because my dad don't get out a lot. He don't go, he don't talk to people, but that I realized that he does that because he knows not everybody's worth his time. Mm. He's not going to spend time with people, you know, with the BS or, you know what yeah. I mean? Like all that fakeness or yeah. whatever, like he's not about that. True. You know, so I've, I've learned how to really pick and choose who I associate very carefully with watching him yeah, um, and all those things. So that was one of, one of the things that he really taught me as far as, as far as growing up and really understanding that people may come and go in your life and stuff like that. But, you know, you know who the true people that are going to be there for you and oh, yeah. you you keep those people close by and you give them your time, your energy, your love, your support. You know, even when even when you may be going through tough patches, you know, what I mean, I know him and my mom used to get into really ugly fights and arguments and all these things. But the next morning, my dad had her coffee right on that nightstand for her when she woke up and dusted off her car for the snow and had it warmed up for her to get ready to go for work, regardless of whatever that situation was. You know, and and I take that even more into my relationship with my wife. You know, we 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 me and my wife are, are um, where we are opposites, man. We really are, and I think that's one of the beautiful things while we connect, and and what I love about my kids because they get to see a whole spectrum of things. Yeah. Um, and even though well, like we said, we may butt heads or whatever, but at the end of the day, that's my wife. I don't care what happens. I'm gonna love her, support yeah. her, be there, whatever. Like yeah. that's who I'm gonna be with for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like so, and i have learned that from watching him. For you, what is something that you feel like you you've learned a really powerful lesson you took away from 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 your, from your dad? Um, man,
1: something that I've taken away from you, uh, just I guess the biggest thing is just being holding myself accountable. You know, um, I think uh, he always you know tried to make sure that when, whenever I was doing something, and I'm, I'm like, I'm if I start something, you know finish it you know sometimes I struggled with that you know mm-hmm. at, at young, when I was younger you know s- saying that I was going to do something or or starting something and not really finishing it so um you know I try to as I got older I kind of really try to put focus on that and just whatever I'm going to do you know hold myself accountable to that and and really just you know focus in and 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 see it through because you know you don't you don't want to be you don't want to be someone that's not a you know man I want to be a man of my word at the end of the day so right right you know um I want to make sure that whatever I'm saying I'm going to do, I am going to do it. I'm not letting people down who, who might be, you know, a part of that process. So I just want to, I definitely want to hang my hat on that and make sure that I am, you know, saying what I, whatever I'm saying I'm going to do, I'm going to make it happen.
0: So, And that's, that's I think that's one of the very key things in our lives is, is, I guess, having that that male role model is to really have somebody of authority, of that, that male stature to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, because our moms... I love my mom and my mom was very strict um and it well actually, it's kind of funny because it's it's a little bit backwards you know my my dad you know even though like we didn't have that com- that communication stuff like that but my dad would would lean in on my mom to kind of like give have give me a little bit more leeway mm. you know my mom was very strict and kind of holding me accountable and stuff like that and and, and there was so many times that my mom would like wait till my dad wasn't home or or that we were her alone so that she could hold me accountable for certain things because yeah. my dad would kind of like yo you know leave my boy alone yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like so and i didn't see that until i started getting older and stuff because i thought my dad just wasn't you know i don't know that like we just had it was a weird weird relationship because he didn't really talk to me about those things and, and until i got older and we really started having some heart to hearts and really some deep conversations and, and that's when i started to see um sides of my dad that um I don't think anybody in my family knows. You know, I was blessed to say that me and my dad had some very powerful conversations one-on-one, late night, here and there and stuff that I've seen sides of him that not my mom, my sister, my brother, anybody has really seen. And that kind of really uh, creates a, a beautiful relationship with me and my dad. And that's kind of like when I want to have a balanced relationship with my kids is, you know, really to... A lot of people says you shouldn't be friends with your kids, man. But I, you know, I want to have a great bond with my kids. I want them to be able to come and talk to me about anything, you know. And 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 I started that with my daughter. Like, you know, if, if she's uh, doing something wrong or whatever, or she 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 knows I I hate lies. Mm-hmm. I hate lies. Mm-hmm. And um, we've gotten to a point where she says, you know, Daddy, I, I need to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And when she comes to that, you know, I kind of push all those other feelings aside and say I need to listen to her like a friend as a companion because I want her to be able to come to me, you know, when things come wrong or she does something wrong or maybe that's not right or whatever and not feel like I'm going to unleash the, you know what I'm saying, the wrath of God on her. Yeah, right, right. You know, but also know that I will hold her accountable and tell her, you know, what you did was wrong or what was right and stuff like that to help correct her. And um, that's that kind of balance I'm trying to find and it's, it's... it's 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 tricky, man. There ain't yeah. no uh, there ain't no manual on how to be a good parent. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I, and I think
1: uh, it's one thing I've noticed, and you know, just from you know reading and and just observation through life. I think as, I'm not a parent yet, you know, but I I see looking back on my parents, they're learning as they go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, there's a it's a process for them. So I think that makes sense because I'm the same kind of same way with my parents. As I got older, you know, the relationships got, you know, closer because you're able to have certain conversations. you are be able, able to comprehend certain conversations that y'all are having a little bit more. And, you know, you're both going through life at this point. You're both adults and you're going through life. They've been through certain parts already. And, you know, they can also kind of give you some, some some guidance on whatever it might be, or you can also you can give them guidance in some some way as well. So I think it makes sense because you know as it's, it's a growing, it's a it's a growth thing. So throughout that that process of you know parenting and and childhood, you know you you learn your children, you learn your parents as you get older, and you know it's just you just you're you're able to you know build that relationship throughout the process, you know. So and anyway, like it's just I think it's it's a, it's a cool. Cool perspective to look at it and see, you know how how the relationships grow over the years.
0: So. Yeah, no, it, and it's very different as they grow and so Because, like you said, I mean, they're trying to figure it out too, mm-hmm. and and I said this time and time again too. Is is even like when the day you have kids Mm -hmm. and you follow the exact same blueprint as your parents did with you, your child is going to be completely different. They're Mm -hmm. not going to be like you because they're a whole different person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're a unique individual Mm -hmm. and they will respect or they will react and respond to things totally different in their own unique way. So you constantly, constantly have to make adjustments as you go on and learn, you know, as you do these things. Um, and, and, And it's, it doesn't it doesn't get any easier, man. But it's a lot of fun, especially when when you see, you know how they start to flourish and grow and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's a beautiful thing of seeing my daughter growing and 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 be the unique little flower that she is, man. Yeah. So it, it's it's very tricky. I'm definitely looking forward to it. One day for sure. One day. Yeah, man. Yeah. So um, now. I'm gonna put your phone on pause real quick I'm gonna run outside and get it Cause I'm, like I said This whole week man I'm I, Since I do doing the promo and stuff mm-hmm. and, and I played Drift Away and, and stuff She yeah. was completely hooked man I mean like straight vibing oh, You know what oh, I mean so, Straight vibing yeah. and stuff and, and she was so excited That I that was gonna have you on my show
2: Nice
0: Let me get her in here real quick So she can Come here baby So we got a special guest here Come here baby Come here Close the door Close the door baby Close the door <laughs> come here, come around this way, baby Say hey to the camera Say hi to the camera right there, say hi Right hi. there Hi, so tell everybody know your name Nyla Cortez Yeah, Nyla Cortez And what's your favorite song right now, baby?
1: Drift Away, yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, Drift yeah. Away Yeah, and that's who sings it right there, Jaleel, yeah. right? So we're gonna do what I want you to do, right I want you to say we're gonna play Drift Away And you're gonna push the blue button, right? Say we're going to play Drift Away. Drift Away. 2020 was crazy, right? 2020
1: was crazy,
2: right? I
1: think we all deserve a getaway at this point. Yeah, we're going to get past all that though.
2: Said, I just need to get away, yeah. Carolina Roche, they who wrote they want to rob rope Said, I just need to drift away, yeah. Floating like a feather, hoping to go wherever. Look, Miami for a day trip, Cali or a spaceship, tired of the west side. I need my best life, I just need to drift away, yeah. I need to drift away, yeah. Yo. I got these fears and I reaching my full potential. The process is a monster. I respect it like my Kimfo God. never doubt his promises. He's sticking by my side. Can't put my faith in man because I be bound to lose the fight. And I've been dishing out this love and it's so rare to get it back. A lot of frauds, a lot of lames in this new era, no cap. And yeah, they want to see you up until you up and past their limit. Now they hating on your winners. Want to dip it and chip in. So I keep it moving like a star when it's shooting. Say my camera's always rolling. It's a low budget movie. I'm just a regular average show shooting high. I like catapult in my lane, I shall remain. I never changed for status quo. I'm 20 years old and ain't no switching up now. I just amped it up a smidge and now they hear my sound. I've been 100 since my mama told me back when I was chubby. Used to call me ugly. Ha <laughs> ha, they, they said, was Said I just need to get away, yeah. Carolina road They was who I room. Said I just need to drift away, yeah. Floating like a feather. Hoping to go wherever. Look, Miami for a day trip. Forest fish, tired of the west side. I need my best life. I just need a trip away. way yeah. I need a drift away. Yeah.
0: So yeah man that's that's been the bang of this whole week man since I've been picking her up cleaning men nonstop on road taste. So like I said 75% of this week's views you got to mm-hmm. thank that little lady right I there will, I will I love
1: to hear it man love to
0: hear it. Um but yo man it, it is it is a beautiful song man It thank it you, is bro. has such a chill mellow vibe man it's so like uplifting and it's just such a feel good thing man there's a couple things in there like I know you mentioned about the kinfolk and and and, and also too like I think like You've been targeting kind of like what I'm saying to just these people trying to just the younger generation that like look you know we need to grow up we need to do all these things we just need to find our path and stuff so tell me a little bit how you came up with Drift Away and how that started man. Uh, well, I wrote, I
1: wrote Drift Away when I was in quarantine, so I was sitting on Drift Away for like a whole year, like, right? and um, it was just in that situation you're stuck in quarantine, stuck in the house, can't go nowhere, can't do nothing. You know, I'm just right. Like, right. I, I want to drift away, man. It's just how you know. I, I kind of the first first part of the song, you know, was I need to get away, and then I was like, I, and I was like, and then I need to drift away, and I I kind of you know I put it all together. My writing process is interesting, just because it kind of takes me like a day or so or two days to kind of really think about everything I want to put into it. Because um, it's hard for me to just kind. It's not hard for me. It's just I have to put more thought into what I'm saying because I I don't get on the track and say anything. Obviously, you know, yeah, so yeah. it's a lot of the writing process is just a little more detailed and just a lot more, you know, thought put into it. So, um, and, uh, the, the writing part is really, it comes natural to me when it comes to like the, uh, the, the verses, I can easily write a verse to something, you know, so just coming up with that chorus, you know, which I knew was going to be the best part of it. Once, you know, I kind of started singing it and I'm like, oh, this, is, this sounds good. Just the words that I used and how it all came together. So, um, it was just that like, you know the timing and, and just putting my life into the song. So you know at, at that current time and it just worked out worked out perfect and I'm glad that, you know people accepted it for what it was because I think it, it was needed and it was perfect timing for when it, you know how it all came out. So,
0: and and you can definitely tell man, just listening to the lyrics, listening to the vibe and how it flows, mm-hmm. man. That there's really a lot of thought put into it, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's not. And I want to throw shade on these mumble rappers and all these things like that, man. But that's uh, I guess probably because I'm getting older and stuff. But I'm, I'm so into that storytelling, that oh, yeah. whole thing. That that that's music is poetry to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's got to flow. It's got to have meaning. You Got to yeah. have passion to it. And and I hear all that in this yeah. song, man. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and that's
1: man. how I got into music. I, I I wrote poetry before I actually started writing music, and I just kind of like transitioned and kind of started putting the words to, to a beat, to a melody. Um, and I just kind of, I, I, I enjoy that, the, the process of hearing myself afterwards. So like sometimes i after I record a song, I'll listen to it all day to see what, what I could do different or what I could add to it. It's just, um, it's, it's dope to be able to just hear yourself create something and, and actually put it out to people and, and, you know, then be able to accept it and hear it and have an opinion on it. So. It's really a, it's a, it's a dope process.
0: No, it is. And it's a beautiful thing. How how did you get into this, man? Was it just somebody inspired you or something that like you always want to do? Or how did you fall into this whole music thing?
1: Uh, well, I mean, I grew up singing in church. Um, I always, when I was, you know, when I got to college, I was always one of you know, dude, uh, I was the one singing on the bus, rapping on the bus, freestyling. We always had like cyphers here and there on, mm-hmm. on away games. when We was going the to lunch stuff. table with the beer. Yeah, you know, so Um, uh, when I remember when I was in high school, uh, yeah, high school, I had a couple of guys that we, you know, we did a couple of uh, songs together. Like with one of our, our, the guy that played the piano at our church, he had a studio, and he uh, he he let all like some of the younger guys and older guys come over and make a song, and we all made like a, like a Christian hip hop song, like a little, you know, or, uh, uh, and I like I it can't it was it was it was a good song, you know, it was cool that we all got in there and did it, and I think that was part of the thing that kind of pushed me to kind of, you know, I had musically, I was musically inclined, I guess you could say, but um, I really didn't really start focusing on music till like 2016, 2015, 2016. met a guy, because I'm a barber, I met a guy, he was a producer, he had a um, studio, made beats, recorded music, and I was like, yo, you mind if I come to your studio, make make a couple songs? He was like, yeah, you know, he was like, we can trade off, you know, give me some haircuts for studio time, so... Um, shout out to my man menace in uh johnson city tennessee um but yeah we made a few songs and i was like oh, this, uh, it came natural to me so you know just being able to write a song and piece it together um definitely a lot better now as a writer than i when i when i first started but i think some of the best songs that i wrote was when i first started you know recording music i got it i got a, you said you like story songs i got a song called tina that i wrote which is really really dope story song so I'm hoping to actually get that one out to the world. I've been sitting on that song for like four years, so like I haven't even put that one out, but it's a it's a really dope song. So, um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm happy that I started doing the music and um, and I'm still really you know putting my foot on the gas and and pressing on with it. So,
0: no, definitely, man, I, I definitely keep up with it. Like I said, your whole thought process and just listen to the vibe and, and if anything else is a little bit like drift away, man. I'm sure I'm going to love it, man, oh, because yeah, it's just yeah. such, such a nice, nice chill. And just again, storytelling and really meaningful music, man. Mm-hmm. I guess that's just the best way I could put it. Just yeah. meaningful music. Yeah. Um, um, and, and I know you've been through it, I like guess I guess since 2015, or something like that you started and mm-hmm. stuff. So, so far for you, man, what do you think has been your hardest part in your journey right now?
1: Um, definitely. Like I was telling Dylan the other day, man, um, Getting over the fear of what other people might think or people not accepting what you put out, um, it took me a long time to get past that battle, and um, honestly, can say now that I'm, you know, it doesn't phase me at all. Like, I, uh, some you, you think about, you think about certain mm-hmm. stuff sometimes. Well, I hope this person likes it, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I know that there are people out there that are just not going to enjoy what you put out. They're not going to like it. They're not going right. to be a fan mm-hmm. of it. But you know, if it's something you enjoy doing, something you love, then, you know. Who cares what they might think, you know? So I, I'm I'm just really just trying to focus on myself and and put my love first and whatever whatever that you know might be. What if it's you know music? I, I'm a creator, man. Like I enjoy creating, and and as a creator, you have to be okay with people <clears throat> people not liking what you create. So right, right. it's gonna happen. It's, in that, it's in, in, in inevitable. So um it's just something that you just gotta kind of get past because you know i think we not everybody's built to be able to be like oh yeah that, that don't bother me because it, it bothers people sometime when you know you, you might not be accepted or not might not be liked but it comes to a point where you just have to understand that that's just a part of life and you just have
0: to roll with that so yeah no i, I i've i face that myself too man i was i definitely love singing myself you know mm-hmm. I, I used to write I out a couple of songs out there and, and I'm, I'm probably gonna really get back into it myself because Mm -hmm. my, my, my thing with that is too, man, I just let so many people or or my fear of what people think Mm -hmm. paralyze me, Mm -hmm. you know? And it wasn't until, um, I guess really more into just having my own family and just really understanding too that. And also I think social media has helped, you know what I mean? Like having my own family, social media and stuff, because again, like you, you, when you're real to yourself, and real you really you, attract those people to you. Mm-hmm. They'll find you. Yeah. You know, and there's going to be plenty of people out there that's just going to hate you just for being you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and they got nothing to do with right. you. It's them. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that's
1: why I'm one, of, one of my favorite quotes that I've been, you know, since, uh, you know, social media kind of popped off. It was like. Your biggest hater is gonna be somebody you know. Your biggest fan is gonna be a stranger, somebody you never met. Right? You know, right. and that's it's it's true because you know I got since I put out drift the I get DMs from people all the time. Like, yo, just heard your song on YouTube. Saw your video on YouTube. Heard your song on Spotify. Love your music. Hope you got more stuff coming. So, like, it's dope. Like, you know, people like take the time out of day to reach out to you to tell you they love what you created and they want more. So, I think that's 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 dope in itself. So,
0: yeah, no, definitely. I mean, um, how? What do you think has helped you get over that that fear what other people think? Has it been social media? How have you been able to focus or get over that hump? Um, just understanding that we only got a certain amount of time in life.
1: And if you're going to keep letting what other people think set you back and not really chase what you want to do in life or go after the goals and dreams that you want, like you don't, we don't have much time in life, man. So you got to go for it and, and do it. You know, we have goals as, as, and certain things we want to attain before we hit a certain point. And you only can get there if you go, if you start, if you do it and, and really commit to something. So that was one thing I really, I just put time into perspective and just understanding that um, nothing's promised. Tomorrow's not promised. If you, you know, if you have something in you, don't die with anything in you. You know, like if you have right, something right. that you create and don't, don't put it out, you know, like stop worrying about what somebody else might think. and Just go for it.
0: Cause you never know man it's, and, and that's what really Eats at you Is the what ifs mm-hmm. Those are really Just detrimental Because you, you can sit there and, and like you say man Tina Cause I'm bring that up now You saw on Tina mm-hmm. You know what I mean Like yeah. you may sit on that For four years And yeah. it might be to take it out i mean, yeah. the fire You, you know never I mean? know You never know But you just gotta go out there At least you know Like I said If you put it out there And hit or miss Whatever it is At least you know now yeah. You could be at ease yeah. um, And a lot of people Need to understand That too That you just don't know What's gonna happen Go yeah. out there And take your risk but also, like you said too, like everybody has a timeline or puts a timeline, and and I've learned, um, you know, over these last couple of years and stuff, understanding that you're never late, you're never early, you're always on
1: time for you. Yeah, that was that was one of the biggest things for me. I always felt like, oh, well, I'm too old to make music, I'm too old to do this. Like, but my mom, she sent me a post. She was like, you know, um, it was a post of like some of the most successful artists, actors, and stuff who started late 20s late 30s mid 30s early 40s and and their careers are at the height you know they're they're very successful in what they do so um i used to think about that all the time man. i'm like oh, i'm too old to do music uh, this is for the young kids or whatever but like i i knew i had something in me and i'm just like yo i gotta i have to do this now man because i got to a point where i broke down and, um and I just act. Why am I so scared to do this? Why am I keep telling myself I'm I'm not good enough? Or why am I so scared? You know, like, and I really just was like, yo, just just do it. Don't stop worrying about what people think and just go for what you want to do in life.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Is is I seen that too, man. And I think the biggest one that stands out to me is, is, is Colonel Sanders, man. He was like 65 yeah. man, when he started KFC, yeah. man, 65 years old, yeah. and, and you know, all those things happen and. I started seeing a lot of things too for myself, and and I don't know if you ever read or heard of the book called The Secret. I have. I've heard of the book. I watched a little Netflix series that they had on it,
1: but I haven't really read the book. But I live my life based on one, after seeing this, the the you know the episode, the show like that's how I mean you know I, I kind of I live my life that way and it's uh, it is dope I want you to continue though what you was what Yeah you were no about. no the
0: show really the is, is book verbatim so if you've mm-hmm. seen the show I mean you you read yeah, the book yeah. um but it's 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 that and I've learned so much as I've seen all these things is that I've been putting all those things into perspective and not even knowing it you know and making all these things happen um you know, this is just a a, a quick one because I wanted two things, man. I wanted a, a Jeep Grand Cherokee so bad. And, you know, my homegirl had one. We used to drive around all the time, and I was like, man, I love this car. And I would let her tell her let me drive it or whatever. And you know, everywhere we went to, I was like, yeah, we got to be in your car. You know, just to get that feeling. Um, and um, my mom got into a car accident. You know, Told her car. And I was cleaning pools, and I was like, "Man, like I, I need to do something for my mom's. You know what I mean? Like I need to get my mom a car somehow. I know I was working, but I was listening to the radio station it was 105, and um, uh, they they said, you know, call the 105, you could get a chance to win a Chrysler 300. Mm-hmm. I was calling up, I was calling 105. Boom. So I was like, bet. So I go down to major road, with my boy, uh, and they had a key for everybody to try to turn on the car, and um, the guy right before me turned on the car. So I was like, damn, I couldn't get my mom this car, man. I oh. couldn't get a son, and I was like, dang, but um. You know, right before I left, it's like everybody who had a key. You know, you get fifteen hundred dollars on the car right now. So I go to the back, sitting right there was a Jeep Grand Cherokee. And I drove off the lot with that bad boy. Wow. Um, and that was one of the things that that I was like, yeah, I applied not even knowing it, you know, and um, and also like I could, even my life with my kids, like my daughter and my son, I planned them out. I planned them out. Yeah. You know, way way before I was even married and all those things, but I was like, you know what? I want to have a girl first cuz I know the girls are just more, you know, hands-on and loving and yeah. just natural caregivers and stuff and you know, we definitely want to have a boy because my sister got three girls.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, so my boy is 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 it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh my my brother has two boys um but he's in Puerto Rico and and you know what I mean, but at least here is just me and and my and my son. You know, and that's because I envisioned that, you know, I had that vision in my head. Yeah. And I think that's what everybody really needs to understand is that our minds are so powerful, man. Like we really design our own lives. Mm-hmm. If we say that, you know, like I said to myself, man, I'm going to have me a successful podcast. Yeah. You know, I put that in my head and in, in, in my vision. I was like, you know, I'm going to do this. Um and I was nervous at first because the same thing too, you know, you're your own worst enemy. I'm down to myself. I'm like, man, am I, people don't listen to me? Like, am I entertaining? Is, is this that? Or what is going to be my topic? Yeah. Or what, you know what I mean? And really trying to find myself until so, like I said, I was like, I just got to do this. Yeah, I just got to do this and see what happens, you know? And I've been blessed to be able to. And I think also part of that too is in yourself, like you said, you know, holding yourself accountable and then being there and putting in the work. Like I told myself every Saturday, come hella high water. If I have a guest, no guest, whatever, I'm putting out an episode. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the only way you're going to be successful is consistency. Consistency is key, especially yeah. in this type of business. Yeah, You know, and I've been... So lucky again! I've been able to you and Bobby Valentine. I got I got you here, and you know, all over the radio stations right now, and YouTube and stuff. Your videos are like what fifty six thousand views something or something like that. that you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? So Last like I checked, yeah, it's yeah. probably at seventy. You know, <laughs> next <to> my- <laughs> You might have got me up there. <laughs> um, you know, and I've been blessed to be able to sit down with people like you, and that's two things. Is number one, really having that vision in my head, and you know, putting myself out there and not being afraid anymore, really being comfortable.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Uh, and, and just trying, man. Just trying. You never know what you're going to accomplish if you don't try. You true, know what I mean? Very true. Um, so uh, what else for you? Like I said, I know like we're talking about the vision and stuff like that, and seeing yourself in this whole music thing. For you, where do you think you see yourself in the next five years?
1: Oh man. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I never really I don't like that question. Not, you know, not no disrespect or anything like that. I just like I um I'm I i do not know if you heard of the artist Anderson Pack but um he uh, he has a he's a the guy that has a song with Bruno Mars uh mm-hmm. Anderson mm-hmm. .pack but he's he said uh they asked me where I'll be in 5 but what about today what about tonight like so like i kind of live my life like it's dope to think about what could be what could happen in the future but i'm taking one day at a time and just you know you never know where life can take you you know i like to i like to i, I will say I, you know i write stuff down i just want to be able to be able to say that I'm still doing music and a capacity and inspiring people later down the road. But, you know, I just want to, you know, still continue to make an impact, hopefully somehow, some way of doing that in the next five years. So, you know, I don't want to put exactly what it, what it might be. Cause you, know, you just never know where life could take you. So, um, I have a lot of, a lot of things I enjoy doing. I'm a talented dude. So I have some aspirations that are different from, you know, the average person, you know, hopefully I, I said, I always said I wanted to do acting in some point, some way, so, um, it's just the creator in me, man. I think a lot of the things that I, I, I gravitate towards are, are, um, so it's an art form, you know, just being Very able right. to create and, and do that. That's it. You know, hopefully some, somehow, someway, you know, I'll be, I'll be doing something that that ha- puts an impact on people. So that's just, that's what I hope for, man.
0: No, definitely, man. I, and, uh, I say that too, And I, I was listening to, um, it was Matthew McConaughey's speech mm-hmm. when they asked him, um, um, you know, who's your hero? Uh, when he was like 15, he's like, I had to think about it. And he came back and he's like, you know, my hero is me in 10 years. Mm. You know, and then they said, okay. So, you know, when they came back from 25, he's like, well, who's your hero? Are you Are you that person? He's like, not even close, man. My hero is me in 10 more years, me at 35. Mm. You know, I always put myself 10 years ahead because I want to be chasing somebody. You know what I mean? Having that aspiration, having that mm-hmm. goal, you know, I'm never going to attain it. But I'm always trying to improve to be better. You know, I'm always striving to be better. Um, I think that's like I guess the simplest way to put it is that you know we just want to be better tomorrow than we were today. Yeah, very true. You know, and and I guess that's why I said myself too. You know, I mean, like I I do want to. My ultimate goal, like I said to myself, man, I I do eventually want to have, I guess, like the number one podcast worldwide. You know, and I just gotta keep striving and you know, maybe it will happen, maybe it won't happen, but I'm going, I got something to chase. Yeah, for you sure. You know, I got a dream, I got a vision to chase down and and, and that that's worthwhile, yeah. you know. That's worthwhile and then especially like I said, looking at my little girl and just just having somebody back there and support me and stuff mm-hmm. is just really, really inspirational to me getting out there right. and and achieving that. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that, you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Um, so as we wind it down here, man, I got two last questions for you, right? right. So Number one, um, for you and yourself so far right, in your life, what do you think has been the best advice you've ever received so far? Mm.
1: the best advice I've received'm
2: oh. mm.
1: trying to think, man, the best advice I received, I guess I could say, man, um. I had a, a a teacher when I was in college and uh basically you know just telling me to to, to believe in myself. You know, we um like said we, we have uh we have so much capability within us that we don't know you know, we don't really understand a lot of times, but you know, believing in yourself and understanding that you know, you you can you can set up your future just by, you know, like we said, write, writing stuff down or setting Absolutely. a goal and, and and, and being um, being as, uh, assertive and account holding ourselves accountable to reach something, you know, you can really make it happen. But uh, just believing in yourself, man. Like I think that's some of the, the best advice I've had because, like, I struggled with that for a while, a long time. So, like, you know, just being able to say that I'm I'm past the point where I'm not I'm no longer like I, I'm doubting no longer doubting myself or letting fear, you know, hold me back. Like I'm, I'm believing in myself wholeheartedly, a hundred percent, and and and. And being um, completely honest with myself when it comes to what I'm doing, you know, I, I do genuinely believe in my music. I believe that there's a there's a, a avenue for it, and I'm just happy to be able to, to say that I'm 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 pursuing that, and and nothing's gonna you know change that. So, I think that's one believing in myself. And if I mean whoever's listening and whoever will listen, you know, just just believe in yourself and 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 chase whatever it is you want, man.
0: I, and and that's huge a lot of people need to understand that have and I always refer to this quote when people say that man I am a huge Avatar The Last Airbender fan mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Okay. I mean one of the things is because there's so many rich life lessons in that show mm-hmm. and 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 one of them is, is comes from like this episode uh, it's called The Tales of Ba Sing Se with General Iroh and stuff and he was um you know, going through this town or whatever, and he gets mugged. He's, he's, some dude's trying to mug him, mm. you know, and he looks at him, he's like, your stance is all wrong, this is mm. not your whole thing, you know, and they have a words of encouragement and stuff like that, and he tells him, you know, what do you want to do? He's like, you know, I want to be a masseuse. And he says, well, you know, you'll be really great at that if you really try. Mm-hmm. He says, man, wow, really? He says, you know, although it's always good to believe in oneself, a little help from others goes a long way,
1: mm.
0: you know, and and and, and that's for myself, too, like, it was so hard for me to, believe in myself because I let so many people on the outside world really kind of bring me down so much um and and for me that what also helps is to me is now that I have you know doing some education and some really like really learning myself has helped me really have that confidence in myself but also my wife and my kids you know that that's the the extra help from somebody else that really pushes me you know and seeing that that my daughter's so supportive my wife is extremely supportive in the show and really you know just Constant words of encouragement, yeah. listening and pushing me and stuff. And at the end of the day, those are the people that I want to impress. Those are the people that I want to really, you know, like what I do and be faithful. Of course, you know, other people are going to come and gravitate to it. I'm going to build that audience and stuff. But if I keep it there, you know what I mean? I don't fill myself with all that negativity and all the what ifs, could ifs, what ifs, and stuff like that and freeze myself in my tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important, too, that to everybody, if they, they learn from a very early age, to really believe in yourself, understand the power that you have as a person,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and and just that just that little belief, you can do so much beautiful things. Because at one point, everybody in the world said, "We never gonna fly." you know what I'm saying and the White Brothers came along and built the plane mm-hmm. shout out North Carolina <laughs> you know there you go you know what I'm saying yeah. you know and you know we used to say all these things about communication and you know and vision you know and these movies about like oh you know we could use our watches to, to take pictures and video it's here mm-hmm. you know and it all because one person made that their mission yeah Said I believe I'm gonna be the one to do this, and they struggle and they push themselves, and while everybody else is laughing in their face, they keep pushing forward, and now they're like, oh snap! Remember, I remember you when you were just starting, and mm. they, that now everybody want to be cool with you when yeah. you're successful. You know, they don't mm. want to be with you through the grind; they want to share mm. your success. You know,
1: mm. there's a song I got this. Uh, it's an Afrobeat song, but it's, uh, I like I listen to it every now and then. But the lyrics, he like, uh, if you can love me now don't love me later because me don't want no fake love when I'm counting my paper. <laughs> like, I don't want... This. I got to get this one. That's so inspiring. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and,
0: and one of the things that also, too, that like my mom has has inspired me with, with with something is that she always told me, um, uh, and I've been saying this a lot lately, but it's been holding more and more true with everybody i talk to, is that she says, I would rather people hate me for who I am than love me for who I'm not. Mm. You know what I mean? And she really don't care. Like my mom is just so blunt and just tells you how she feels and just it is what it is. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't and that's it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But at least she's like, you know what? Like, take me and leave me as I am. Yeah. You know, and I think we 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 all need to live that way and just understand because the world is huge man there's so many people in this world yeah. that not everybody's gonna hate you mm. but not everybody's gonna love you either mm-hmm. so you know what i mean like just yeah. walk in and find the ones who do
1: exactly exactly
0: um so and my last question is and like i said this whole thing is, is for the for the younger generation of people coming up behind us and stuff um what is some advice you would give to the younger generation man
1: Create your own lane and be a leader. Don't... like We we see it every day. We see in media and music and there's so many followers and nobody wants to be a leader. Everybody wants to do the same thing. Um, just be true to yourself. Be genuine. And show respect to people, man. You never know. You don't want to burn bridges and being respectful can take you so far in life. Like, um... I think, uh you know, some of the younger generations are lacking some of that, of uh, the, res- the respect factor, you know, I don't think it's as important to them as it was to like, maybe you, me or you growing up and how it was instilled in us. And, you know, I don't think all of them are like that, but you know, it's just one thing that's cool to, for them to, you know, think they ain't got to show respect to the elderlies or people older than them or people who came before them, you know, it's just, I can't stress it enough, man. Like I just, you know, I, I would I would want anyone any kid that's listening or any young person to just understand the importance of being respectful and having respect for yourself more than anything, you know, you have respect for yourself and you can have respect for others as well. So I think that's uh one thing I would definitely, you know, I would say to the young younger generation.
0: Yeah, man. And and the younger generation right now, I think, is, is stuck on one way respect. Like, you respect me, but I don't got to respect you, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it doesn't work like that. It really don't work like that. That's why, you know, you got all this retaliation. Or there's just, this violence going on because everybody's fighting for respect but not giving respect. Mm-hmm. You know, and not helping each other out and stuff. And, and I started learning things is is that, you know, me and, and you, we don't have the same goals in life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... And I don't got to think of you as my enemy or, or, or as an obstacle in my way or yeah. anything like that. You know, I look at everybody in this world as an asset. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what, what you've been through, what you will provide, but if I get to know you, if I get to respect, we get to talk and chilling, I'm saying that there might be I like a way I could leverage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying you and vice versa. I always say, yo, you
1: can learn something from anybody and could be what not to do. You know, you can learn something from everybody and, just being able to to have that that uh the uh, respect to be able to sit down and have a conversation with somebody and hear hear out both sides, you know, whatever it might be, you know, just um, I think you know I think we as people, like you know, we can grow together so much if we just allow that 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 time and and uh, energy just to be around people and and have conversations and not be so standoffish at times. Cause I think a lot of times we can as, you know, as people just because we don't know someone, we feel like we can't, you know, have a conversation with them or even just, you know, say, you know, a greeting a simple greeting or anything like that. Just so I get it, man. This is uh it's a dog eat dog world, but I think, you know, we can kind of, we can find some common ground within it. So
0: definitely, man, we, wait. I don't know if it may sound cheesy, man, but I, I'm a very firm believer in love will change the world. Oh yeah, I mean that's True. the only way we can get better. I agree. You know, it's just 100%. really loving each other and helping each other out, and and, and showing that respect because that goes back to like I told you before is that you know when you help somebody and really in their time of need and genuinely help them, you know, you get to see something that's that's unique. I mean, even little things, man, like like just just today, um, and and, and I'm just like that, man. I I love doing good for people. Yeah. You know, it just, it brings me so much joy, you know, knowing that I can help somebody out. Um, and just like earlier today, me, me and my family were at um, the Oyster Festival mm-hmm. um, out there. And, um, and I went over there, because I'm going to shout him out real quick, too, to help out my, my boy Wilner and the Million Dollar Smile Foundation over there that he had. And I wanted to support him and then cop a hoodie off of him. But I was there with my family, and I was in line waiting to get some lemonade. Um, and there was his dad there with three, with his three daughters. And they were looking and stuff, and then he was, you know, just... Say what's going on And just spark a little conversation With him I was yeah. like you, you in line Are you waiting for you Like I'm just trying to see If they just doing card Or, or, or you know Or cash Because you know It all depends And he was like Oh they're only doing cash And he starts to walk away And I was like Yeah my man I got you Yeah, Just come over here I got you How many right. lemonade you need me, You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying And um, just Just a look of astonishment Because people don't Expect that You yeah. know And, and it's yeah. kind of it, it hurts me Because you know what I'm saying We should all be looking out for people And just yeah. trying to help out He's there with his girls Trying to have a good time They just want some lemonade. name. Yeah what, what biggest deal is that You yeah. know And What
1: 12 $18 Whatever it might be Yeah it know? was like
0: 18 bucks and stuff And he, he was like You know I'll cash app you And he cash app me a little bit extra And stuff like that But I really wasn't trying that You yeah. know what I mean It's yeah. just
1: But one day when you need it It's going to come back You know so You never know You might drop Lose a wallet or something Someone Somebody, it'll come back to you that karma is real we, you know we talked about that and, and and good things come out when you do good for others it comes back to you so i think that's that was dope man
0: yeah no and that's what i love and that's 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 the that's the uh, impression i want to teach my my daughter and my son you know it's just really be there for people help people out and stuff so, cuz you never know what's going what's going to happen to you and, mm-hmm. and and like you said that just cuz it just made me think about story real quick when i was a little bit younger i had I a grocery store with my mom mm-hmm. and um and I had the, the, the lanyard for my keys or whatever. And I was just swinging up and down the aisles and stuff. And this lady comes up. She's like, oh, that's so cool. Like, where'd you get that? And I was like, you know, I, I, I got it with some clothes. It was just came with it. And stuff. she's like, oh, yeah, I've been looking for one and stuff. Well, that's queer. That's cool. She walked off. And um, and then I looked at my mom. And I was like, I remember because my aunt from Puerto Rico has sent us, like, a whole bunch of lanyards and a whole bunch of Puerto Rico things or whatever. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, mom, can I, can I give this to her? Mm-hmm. And she was like, "You want to give it?" I was like, "Yeah, mom, I got some more at home or whatever." And, and if she can't find one, I got one here. Like I'll just give it to her.
2: Yeah.
0: And she's like, "Okay, well, go find." So I ran through the supermarket and I found the lady and then I gave it to her and stuff. And then um, uh, the lady came up to my mom and I guess she was talking to my mom and they exchanged information. Um, and then a couple weeks later, uh, my mom was like, "You know, Freddie, go outside." I was like, "Well, actually, yeah, just go outside." All right, so I go outside and I, and I sit on the porch, and I, and I grew up on Con Ave, man. And this was like way before the, the whole gentrification thing, and mm-hmm. they made it all nice and shiny and mm-hmm, stuff. And um, mm-hmm. you know, you know who know, you know who knows from your block. And this car pulled up; it's really nice, like SUV. And I'm like, who is like this ain't, ain't, ain't a, right? Like, ain't nobody, <laughs> ain't, listen, this ain't nobody around <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. Um, and this lady got out, and, and it was a lady from the supermarket. And she went to the back of the trunk, and she popped with the trunk, and she pulled out a bike. Wow. And she was like, you know, we was going through this and we was going through our garage and stuff and you know, we was getting rid of them and I thought about you when I seen the bike and if you didn't have one here, it was a nice mountain bike, man. Nice. And I was like, wow. You know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. and 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 again, we shouldn't do things cause we want something out of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you just mm-hmm. do nice things and like you said, nice yeah. things will happen. I know it's a simplified version of Karma. I'm gonna get you the name of the rest of that book to so really understand the more than depth to it because I'm learning more and more about it. But sure. You know It's just that man Just treat people With love and kindness yeah. man, And you will leave An impact forever Yeah For sure You know for sure. Um, But but that's my show man And I want to thank you so much man, for sitting down And chat with me It was a very very conversation I love your vibe And I'm, yeah. I'm going to hold you To that Tina song man Because oh, I want to yeah. hear that oh, now yeah
2: for sure Now nah, it's
1: going to come out man I'm definitely going to Put that one out eventually For sure Thanks uh, for having me man
0: Well absolutely Absolutely man And as I always say everybody No matter who you are No matter what you've done Your big brother loves you Stay blessed everybody